Don, you and I had the honor of presenting at TestFest recently. TEST is one of the oldest BDSM organizations in the United States, but just because they've been around for a while doesn't mean they're not keeping up with the times. TESS offers virtual classes weekly. Classes like Scene Negotiations with Transgender Partners 101 or I Ask the Questions Here, Military and Police Style Interrogations or Pain Processing. And many other classes. You can find out about those classes by going over to FetLife and search for the username tes dash. NYC. Again, search for the username TESNYC. This week on Erotic Awakening, long term power exchange, technophilia, and hats off to Barak and Sheba. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Get the free audiobook, Polyamory Toolkit, when you support Erotic Awakening via Patreon. You know, Don, that's wrong. I'm going to fix that. It's not a free audiobook, but you can get it free when you support us on Patreon. You'll also receive ad free early access to podcast, free ebooks, executive ch- exclusive chats, perfectly spoken <laughs> openings, and other content. Thank you to all of our supporters including Cat P, our newest one. Thank you, Cat. Thank you for joining us on the Patreon. Awesome. So, And does, I does... agree with you. Don't... Um, the Four Agreements was an inter- interesting and valuable book. Indeed. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. So um, when you when we get new patrons, do you send them the, the link to Discord? Yeah. Awesome. Because we're having a great conversation on there, and it's awesome to have our supporters. As well, and there's plenty of uh, channels for people that are supporters by just listening as well. Oh, indeed. So, Don, today on the podcast, uh, this is via a request from a listener. They wanted to hear more about, I understand, the reality of long-term power exchange. And um, I think what they're talking about is, and, and I think they, they, what they're talking about, because they clearly <laughs> outlined <laughs> Is balancing that day-to-day, you know, uh, living together day-to-day, doing the dishes, walking the dog, as well as, you know, balancing that with, like, kink and play. Um, Yeah, they said they know we've um, talked about this before, and I'm sure we have, right? Because we've been doing this for so many years. We've been doing the podcast for 13 and living this for almost 22. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we've talked about it, but... um, yeah, they're, they're thinking that, even in their own dynamic, that it isn't sustainable or even all that realistic all the time when people think that MS automatically means a lot of kink and play. So I totally agree with them. It, it's, it's really not as sustainable as the fantasy mm-hmm. would leave you to believe. And um, the whole idea of kink and play... Well, when we ran PXS, uh, Power Exchange Summit, we had people that would attend that specifically because the event was about the relationship. So some people that came to that weren't even involved in kink, per se, or play, per se. It was about the power exchange. Yeah, and I guess it really depends. You know, you have to start off with what we're defining as long-term power exchange. Are we talking about bedroom power exchange or 
full-time power exchange? And of course, is bedtime power exchange sustainable over the long term? We don't know. We're not the people to ask. Right. But from a relationship perspective, we still um, we still have kink. We still have play in our life, but it does get surplanted sometimes with the fact of just being, you know, doing the day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. So like today, today you worked, mm-hmm. right? I did the newsletter and looked for a job and did some Instagram stuff for, for the podcast. And um, pro- I got a whole list of stuff that I did today. And then when you got off work, I was out picking up the mail. And then I came home and cooked while you finished up some work stuff. And then we watched a little She-Hawk, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're podcasting. And then we have a Zoom later with one of our patrons. And... Uh, we probably won't get a chance to play. Yeah, that's a, that's and a that's pretty normal. full night. And <laughs> absolutely, right? There's a lot of nights that we do end up with uh, just more of a focus on the living daily day stuff, right? I think that the way that you keep it sustainable is, and it, 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 the question is not, is long-term power exchange sustainable? That clearly is. We just put out a book, Hearts and Collars, about 20 years in a long-term power exchange mm-hmm. and how much we're enjoying it. The key is how do you keep continue to have kink and play part of it? And we do hear that from couples that as time goes on, where it used to be the focus of the relationship, it shifts further and further away from what it's about. To me, because we still enjoy kink and play, you just have to you have to give it some energy to make sure that it happens, right? We don't go to a lot of dungeon events. We don't go to a lot of play parties now. Where where it's easier, but certainly if you're if you live in a location where you have uh, like a monthly play party, then one of the things you can do to keep it sustainable is say, yep, we're, one of the priorities for us, we're going to go to this play party every month, and we're going to have a scene. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So, but um, that's kind of what you and I have to do, right? Didn't we just add that to our list of things to make sure we schedule when we go to a new place? Yep. So there's certain things. So we're full-time RVers at the moment, and we move every two to three weeks, and sometimes we stay a place a little bit longer. But um, when we get to a new place, there's things that we do. We look for a drive-in theater. We look for a game shop. We look for, you know, whatever. And one of the things is to try, or that we've just added, is to try to find a place to have a scene. Mm -hmm. So, and if we can find an event, great, even though there's not that many happening right now. Or if we just schedule it for here in the RV. (laughs) Much to the annoyance of the dog. Yes. The the trick is, but the other (laughs) stuff that you mentioned, right, be it... um, Drive-in movies and board games and mm-hmm. playing disc golf are also, mm-hmm. they're things that we enjoy, I guess I would say, equally to kink play, you know? Um, so sometimes we make a choice. Do you want to um, get flogged or do you want to go to um, some fancy or some, actually what we've really found lately is family diners, mm-hmm. right? Um, or, you know, do you want to, well, this Saturday, I think we're going to try to do a river float Mm -hmm. and then there's going to be a jazz thing in the afternoon. Right. So (laughs) we're we're probably going to do that. Right. (laughs) The opportunities there. So, you know, I don't know. I hate to dispel the myth that 
you know, being in long-term power exchange means there will always be kink and always be play. And no, it does, but at least for us, it, it kind of wound down a little bit. And yeah. yeah. We, we certainly know people that play fairly often still, more mm-hmm. often than we do. But, you know, every I think from that first year or two or three, perhaps, where you've discovered this new and you're exploring, I think in general for a long-term relationship, it probably does reduce overall. Uh, but part of it is, you know, we talk about long-term relationships is sometimes other things are simply more important. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my job is a, is a, is a little animal right now that takes up way more than 40 hours. And it is more important than kink time uh, at the moment. It's crappy you know? to say that. <laughs> I know. And you don't right, want to agree right. with that, but, the, I know. but that's the reality. No, right it, it is the reality. You can't take off an hour from work right now with the way work is to go give me a caning because I'm, I'm wanting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Work definitely comes first right now. So, and we're enjoying the new area that we're in. Now, if I could figure out how to get a caning on that picnic table out there without getting us in trouble, that, yeah. <laughs> so what's the other, what other tricks would you recommend to, keep, to make sure that you do keep kink in your life? Well, you know, one of the things that we used to do when we first got together is that, is, is just remembering that we don't need a full, long scene. Right. So before you and I used to go to bed so many years ago, um, sometimes you would just have like a pair of chopsticks next to the bed and you'd give my boobs a little beating. You know, we're talking like five, seven minutes, just mm-hmm. enough to, to make that click or, you know, ju- just those moments. And you and I have moments here in the RV where I can be bending over doing something and, you know, I get a couple of whacks from behind. So ours are more about the, drive-by love taps than the full-blown scenes. Yep, absolutely. And as I said earlier, right, I think the other half of it is, I think that's a great point, right? Don't hold just, and I'm really guilty of this, just because we don't have an hour and a half to do this big, intense scene to not Mm -hmm. even start. But instead, said, instead to sometimes say that (laughs) small scene is just fine. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just as important as the big scenes, right? They're they're very connecting. So, and, and it kind of brings in that, I mean, we know where power exchange, we know where the buck stops, we know what dynamic we have. But man, sometimes just having a little bit of that energy, that little bit of five, 10 minute play even, can just reinforce that dynamic and bring that energy back into it. So I kind of like that idea. Excellent. Um, so, and we've certainly talked about before, you know, because we are so calendar driven, sometimes you just have to put it on the calendar, make a date, mm-hmm. right? This is our play day. Um, those little scenes are okay. And if you are in a situation where you have a monthly play party, make it a point to go to that monthly play party to keep that part exciting as well. And don't do like we did and run the play party (laughs) all the time. Though we did get some play on when we ran those parties because sometimes people wouldn't play right off the bat. 
So we would make the point to have a scene in the middle of the room so that other people would get into the energy and start playing themselves. Absolutely. Right? So sometimes that's what we had to do to get our play on. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to some stuff we've got coming up. Maybe we'll get a chance to play. Absolutely. Don, when you say stuff that's coming up and upcoming events, how would I even know what upcoming events are coming up? Ooh, good segue. So keep up with all our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter, which just went out today. And get your EA shout out like Tim from Ohio. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. I thought you were going to plug the service oriented conference. See, that's coming up as well. So we have a couple of things coming up. And one of them is the service oriented conference on October 1st. So I will be teaching um, during that virtual conference. And um, a few other things we're doing. I know we're heading to Edmonton. In October, so if we have any Canadian listeners, we will be up in Edmonton, Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton for WOW. Absolutely. Um, we will not be taking the RV Mm-mm. as Canada may get cold by that point. That is true. So we'll be leaving the RV and the dog behind. And um, yeah, but we have more more stuff going on as well, don't we? We have a book club. September is going to be kind of chill. I think on the the newsletter today, I only put out three things for September. Mm -hmm. So that was the follower roundtable, the owl uh, for older women, and let's chat with our patron supporters Mm -hmm. on Power Exchange. But October, we've got book clubs, and we might be teaching for a mast group and Edmonton, and we might be headed somewhere else that our listeners will love to have us at. So More will be revealed. More will be revealed. Anything happening on the old Instagram lately? I am back on track with the Instagram. So um, I like to put out something every day. Um, I like our social media. I like the interaction. And one of the things I put out there was one of the fetishes we covered, which I know I still don't know how to pronounce this, but maybe it's balonophilia. And um, that is the... Shoot, did I drop that? Nope. A kink for sharp objects, needles, knives, etc. And it was really cool because I could go into our bucket of pictures, mm-hmm. thousands of pictures. Oh my God, they're so hard to find, but I found them. And one of the pictures on this little graphic that I made was me with needles in the boobs. That was from Smart. That was from Smart. That was so many years ago. And then another one is the tip of a knife on my tongue. Mm-hmm. You put in the tip of a knife on my tongue, uh, a picture that Bat took of us a few years back. So um, I think that's a fetish of mine. So for me to actually have pictures of it, I love needle play. I love knife play. I love sharp stuff. I love machetes. I've had a scene with a machete before. And um, someone replied and said, in the category, things I never knew that I had. So they are talking about the fetish. It is neat to learn new things about yourself. It really is. So, yeah. So, and then yesterday's, I think it was yesterday, or today's Instagram picture was you and I enjoying a game of Pirate Flux at the game store we found last night. Oh, yeah. I actually preferred... Um, 
Oz, Oz, Oz Flux. Wizard of Oz Flux, yes. Yes, so we did, uh, what did we do? We did Pirate Flux, we did Boss Monster, which we have actually played. Boss Monster involves building a dungeon, and it's actually cool because I remember playing that game in the social area at a, at an event right outside of the dungeon. So oh, that yeah. was just really cool. Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, we do like our board games. Yeah, I, and um, it is a great thing for if you're going to these events, but you're a little bit of an introvert. Um, a, so many people are board gamers. Oh, yeah. It, it becomes an easy way to um, connect to, to, with other people. Yeah, yeah, to socialize. And a lot of events have social space with um, just just blank tables that you can sit at and do things. So if you have a small game, um, we just bought Quicks. Q-W-I-X. Kevin and Katie turned us on to that. And it's just a little dice game. Or you used to bring zombie dice. So zombie dice was a great game because it's so easy to teach. And, you know, and then you can sit and chit-chat with people. Yep. So the other thing I wanted to mention on the show tonight is that back in 2008... Wow. Uh, the We've ad- known them that long, huh? Before that. But- Way before that, yeah. Um. Barrick and Sheba started a group called Adventures in Sexuality, and from there, they uh, started to run two events, mm-hmm. um, Winter Wickedness and Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, Hope. Yep, and uh, both became huge, instant sell-out events to the point that when tickets go on sale at midnight, you literally had people staying up to make sure that they got their ticket. To the point when we had people at PXS or BTL, and it was at the time the tickets were going to go on sale at midnight, people were leaving our game room <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go get their tickets because they knew they would sell out. Um, so highly successful events, which mm-hmm. and, and I couldn't even tell you how many thousands of dollars they've donated to the uh, NCSF. Oh, yeah. uh, I do know that they, they and Bravo. Least, and Bravo and a number of other organizations as well, uh, as well as their own um, Barak and Sheba, their own career as presenters and such. And I shouldn't say career, uh, like us, they do it for a hobby. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the number of resources that they've put together, the number of subgroups of AIS, TNGs, uh, cigar socials. Oh yeah, and all the stuff they did at the space with us. Mm-hmm. So that that was the 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 other half of of the space directors. So so much work for the community. Yep, as well as being um, featured in magazines like Lavender, um, just a, a host of um, sh- even to the point of Sheba starring in a kink friendly oh, movie. That's right. That was recent. Um. So, the reason that we're bringing this up is, <laughs> as of today, they have posted that they have officially retired from all this crazy stuff, that they're going to go on with their life. Um, so, and it's funny, the, the too long didn't read version is later gators, see you at a kinky event or something. Um, <laughs> so, they, away they go, into the sunset. So, very... Um, People have been asking about this for a while. They keep coming up to us and asking, have you heard from Barak and Sheba? Are they going to start something else up? So I'm kind of glad they, they put that out there. Mm-hmm. So Because I kind of figured it was going in that way. Yeah, and, <laughs> and good for them. And I hope, and we wish them all the 
uh, happiness and joy oh, absolutely. That, uh, that free time can uh, provide you. I know that um, Barak and Sheba both have a variety of um, hobbies that they've actually got to enjoy as well as vroom, vroom. exactly <laughs> riding the bike some more, all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, so we we wish our friends well. So, you know, they've been friends for a long time and will continue to be friends, even though they're not doing all this stuff anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we look forward to seeing them at the variety of not only kink events, but just chit-chatting around a dinner table as well. Absolutely. So other than that, I think we are down to a couple of fetishes and then we are done. Indeed. So, one, two, or three, Dan? Two. Two, huh? Oh, God, I gotta pronounce this one. So, and I pick these, so you would think I would pick easy ones, like butt plug. <laughs> but um, this one is telephone, oh, telephonicophilia. Telephonicophilia. The fetish for phone sex and dirty talking over the phone. Is that a fetish of yours? It is an area that I am looking to get better at as I become more of a long distance relationship person because of RV living. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I'm trying to pay. I'm thinking more about. I'm actually uh, trying to put some energy towards giving it a little bit of study. Um, as you know, it, is it a valuable way to connect with your partners? Um, I don't know. Maybe you'd know. You've got a long distance. You've had a long distance partner longer than I have. So I have, but we have not done much with phone sex. I think I actually did more phone sex with you when you and I were first getting together. And was that really phone sex? Yeah, that was phone sex. Because you got <laughs> sent to Denver and stuff, remember? Oh, right, right, right. So you would get sent on business trips and we would do phone sex. Or I, I, for some reason, I have this memory of making videotapes for you. Not videotapes. Cassette tapes. <laughs> yes. Even worse. <laughs> cassette tapes for you which is different than phone sex right that's just audio storytelling but um yeah i can remember calling you and you asking me what i was doing and me having to to beg the orgasm i can remember that well that's uh -huh. pretty hot uh-huh one or three <laughs> um you're still reflecting on that <laughs> so yes all right, one or three. Oh, well, I know what I put on here, so let's go. I'm, I'm not going to go for the obvious one. Let's go one. <laughs> Have you seen three? Technophilia, <laughs> yes. Technophilia, the fetish for technology, robots, AI, that kind of thing. So um, I, I sometimes I joke that I'm an omni. Wait a minute, there's pants omnisexual mm -hmm. which means omnisexual would put robots and stuff in that thing that i'm turned on by by boys girls and everything in between and tentacles and monsters and robots and mm -hmm. blah 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 so um but i don't fetishize fetish fetish <sighs> fantasize fantasize what was I trying to say? Fetish and fantasize. Fetish size. <laughs> Fetish size. I think it that is, is a okay. word. Okay. Um, that much about robots and AI. So I kind of like the idea of like fucking machines and stuff like that. But just to play with, I don't really fantasize about it that much. 
So I'm going to say no, it's not a fetish. Yeah, I, I am there with you. I've never thought about, um, you know, when I'm in bed, whacking the noodle <laughs> of having a sex robot or any kind of AI involved. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think like Bender, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be fucked by Bender. What about the robot from that was voiced by John Candy? In heavy metal. Do you remember that robot? No. I'll, have to, I'll show you that later. Okay. You say John Candy, and I think of the furry dog on um, <laughs> Space... Is it Spaceballs? Yes. <laughs> no and no. So, no, not really a fetish. So, But I do know there's a lot of people that do get off on it. I kind of like... Um, uh, see, my fetish uh, is big time dominant submission, right? And with a robot, I just don't know that they have enough feelings... To do the whole, I mean, they could say the words, I'm going too deep down the rabbit hole on this one. Okay, so I thought about not putting this one on here. Would you like number three? Or should I just take it over? Go ahead. Give me, <laughs> let's, let me hear it. Uh, tentacle fetish. Uh, could care less. <laughs> what? How can we be partners? We're done. <laughs> uh, you know, the funny thing is, you've never asked me for tentacle sex. With the exception of when I had a tentacle um, dildo yeah, from yeah. Bad Dragon. Right, right. But to me, that wasn't about a big tentacle. That was just a big fucking dildo. That was a big fucking dildo. But it was really, really hot when you fucked me with it and then took video of that up close. So it was just a tentacle fucking me. Mm -hmm. That was hot. And then we fucked watching the tentacle fuck me yeah, we're, we're weird voyeur exhibitionist but uh but the tentacle fetish yeah i absolutely do have um a tentacle fetish and if you listen to episode 100 i think it is um we have someone that i can picture and can't think of his name that breaks it all down as to why i like tentacles so it's not about the squishy sucky real life sort of thing it's more i, I like the anime more than anything with that mm -hmm. so you know tentacles grabbing the arms and the legs and just being a beast so that's what i like yeah here's the um uh oh what are we looking at this, oh is the, that <laughs> the robot look we're different okay let's leave it at that <laughs> what do you mean different <laughs> uh, anyway he's got no. a, the, the spinny wrist and all that anyway huh i don't think i've seen that <sighs> you haven't seen heavy metal you know if i have you it's been a long it. time it's just, ago it was a long time ago yeah so cool so no i am if if anyone is not aware i do love the tentacle fetish do i fantasize about it yes yes i do so tentacles monsters werewolves vampires <laughs> What you won't find on our Instagram account is a picture of any of those things. But what you will find is a game store we stopped at yesterday. Oh, true. So we do do a lot of real life stuff on there. Though, I have posted pictures of the needles mm -hmm. and the knife and my sunburnt boobs. I just have to be careful how far down the picture goes. So you just thing. never know what you're going to so get. So you never know what you're going to get. You can find us on wait, Instagram. Wait, I did get a tentacle picture. And see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. 
That is true. So um, I did get a tentacle picture. Sometimes I get a lot, mm-hmm. sometimes only a few. Um, Enigma on our Discord channel, we have a, a not safe for work room on our Discord channel, and they sent me a humanoid Pokemon taking the tentacles. And then someone made a joke that maybe it was tentacruel <laughs> getting revenge. So you have to be a Pokemon player to, to know what yeah, that means. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I just gave you a little mercy lap there because I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to show you the pictures like you're really interested. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn on the Twitter or FetLife. And we are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. <laughs> Bye, Dan. <laughs>